Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic that I think a lot of you will find very interesting and very helpful as well. So as you guys know, <clears throat> excuse me, with with online clients, we work in different nutrition phases. I talk a lot about how we um, will work in you know multiple phases, whether that be fat loss, um, a maintenance phase, a building phase, uh, recomp, uh, a, like a health baseline phase. Usually that's the one that we start clients off with just to make sure they're in a good spot to see the results that they want to see. Uh, but really we work in phases because your body adapts to what you're doing. And sometimes there just are certain phases of your life that call for different nutrition phases. I think really the big thing here is the most important reason we do this is to get you away from always trying to diet for fat loss, right? That's a big mistake. A lot of people make is they're just always dieting for fat loss. I've talked a ton about this uh, in the last couple episodes and just over time in this podcast. And again, it's not that fat loss is bad. Like there's definitely a lot of people that can benefit from fat loss. It's just when it's something that is like the only thing you ever aim for, that's where it can become problematic. Right. And so this is why we implement different nutrition phases. Uh, like I talked about, um, you know, your body adapts what you're doing. And so I did do a, uh, podcast on metabolic adaptation and, uh, I did a blog on it. I will link that in the show notes. The metabolic adaptation was a long time ago. Uh, I might do an updated one here soon, but that would be an episode to go and check out or at least read the, the blog. And so one of the most overlooked phases in the successful client transformation and one way to combat metabolic adaptation is doing a building phase. So what is a building phase? So basically this is a period of time where like, like I said, we are, we'll dive into, you know, what it looks like, but basically we're, it's just not fat loss, right? You're not in that energy deficit on uh, this phase. You know, we're trying to build the body up. Uh, you know, some people call it bulking. Some people call it a massing phase. Uh, I don't like to use those, that terminology just because I think that shies people away from it. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to convince a 30 uh, year old female and male, not just females, but I think you'll understand my point here to, Hey, let's go on a bulk, right? They're, they're not very open to doing that. And so building phase can just be a better way to phrase it. And, and I think that it's, it, it tells you it, it's a better indicator of what you're doing, not bulking, right? Building again, you're building muscle. We're getting you out of that calorie deficit and we're just trying to build things up. Um, so that's kind of the main goal, right? And, and a building phase is where is, you know, a lot of people think they make the biggest change in a fat loss phase. And that can be the case, especially if you are overweight, but long-term a building phase is where you can make the greatest change with your body. Um, especially if you only have ever done a fat loss phase. Um, so the, the thing here though, is it can be tough mentally to deal with not being in a fat loss phase, but it's imperative to a successful transformation in most cases. Again, if you, I, I did my podcast episode a few episodes ago on my three client avatars I work with. One of them is somebody who's overweight with this person. You probably aren't going to need a building phase, uh, at least right, at least right off the bat. Um, for them, you are going to want to do things like fat loss, uh, 
So I do encourage you to check out that episode to see if you um, fall in this category of needing a building phase. Uh, but a lot of clients I work with do fall into that. Um, obviously, I do get some people that are overweight and again, they need fat loss right off the bat. But I would say the majority, I would say three-fourths, two-thirds of my clients that come to me are going to fall in this phase of they need to, or in the, under this um, avatar of they need to do a building phase sooner rather than later. So anyways, what I want to go over today are my I call them GAH's building laws, uh, laws of building, whatever you want to call it. And really, these are just things that we're making sure that are in a building phase to ensure that it is uh, set up, okay, um, or to set you up for success. And so these, again, are the, are the most important laws there. So law one, you must be out of a calorie deficit. Uh, the main goals, one of the main goals of a building phase are to get you away from restricting calories and to build muscle. Uh, whatever you do, you need to make sure you are not in a calorie deficit uh, during this phase. Um, again, that's the big thing that we're trying to get you out of, right? As I mentioned earlier, there are, there are some adaptations your body has to a calorie deficit that over time can become problematic. And these adaptations just aren't going to put your body in the best position to build muscle. Uh, if your weight is trending down over time, then you are in a calorie deficit and you need to increase how much food you're eating or lower your activity levels to get you more into either maintenance or uh, calorie surplus. So at the very least, we want to see your body weight maintain. Um, contrary to popular belief, you can be at maintenance level calories and still build muscle. And so I, another kind of um, episode to check out would be the body recomposition one. Okay. So a lot of people think that you just have to be in a surplus to build muscle. I think that for a lot of people, at least initially, they don't need to go straight into a surplus. They can get away with being at maintenance and just like dialing in things like training, um, food quality, uh, sleep, stress, and they can build muscle at maintenance without really having to put on any body fat. Now, over time for bus, best muscle building results, you you need, you need can be in a surplus. Uh, we just want to make sure we're not in too large of a one. Um, research shows that gaining about 0.25 to 0.5% of body weight per week can maximize muscle growth while minimizing fat gain. Uh, so that's kind of the thing that we want to look at there is as you get more advanced, like you are probably going to need to be in a surplus to build muscle. But like I just mentioned, a lot of people can still build muscle without having to go into a surplus. Uh, I made a social media post on this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, check that out. I'm probably going to make a uh, blog on this uh, relatively soon as well, which means I'll end up making a podcast episode on it too. So the longer you've been training, the more muscle you already have, the, like, the more likely you need to be in a surplus to build muscle. Okay. So if you're somebody that has a, a lot of muscle already, uh, I guess not necessarily training a long time, because if you've been training a long time, you could have been training suboptimally and you can still build muscle without being in a surplus. But again, the more muscle you have, the tougher it's going to be to be at maintenance, um, to, to build muscle. You're going to eventually have to get into the small surplus. Um, so yeah, uh, you don't have to track your calories, uh, but it is recommended if you have only tracked calories during fat loss phases, but at the very least, you need to make sure you're not seeing your weight go down and are out of a calorie deficit. And so you can do that by, Again, you don't have to track your calories or macros. I highly recommend to do it at least once for a building phase, just to get an idea. And just most of the time, what you're going to see is you're going to be under eating. Uh, if you just kind of listen to your body and don't track calories. So I do highly recommend tracking your calories, macros, uh, for at least one building phase. Um, that was one thing that I recently did with Jeremiah was we tracked my 
I tracked my calories and macros throughout the entire building phase. And it was a game changer because there probably would have been a lot of times where I, if I would have just listened to my body, I would have under eight and I would just, I just would have hurt muscle growth. And then I would have probably pushed days a little bit more. So then I end up getting in the cycle of like I'm calorie cycling and uh, some days I'm like at maintenance or probably not in a deficit, but at maintenance. And then some days I'm a little bit higher and then that's going to speed up fat gain. So it's like you end up like, yes, you see results, but they could have been way better um, if you tracked it. I, again, I think for most people, it comes down to you probably are going to undereat if you just listen to your body and don't track um, calories during this time. <clears throat> But again, if you're scared of gaining a, a lot of body fat, then this would be another thing. This would be another reason to track your calories, macros to kind of limit that. But again, we at least want to make sure we're tracking like our weight to make sure it's not trending down over time. So I, so I think that's still super important to, to track during this time. So law two, you must commit to a building phase for at least, again, this is at least 12 to 16 weeks. One of the biggest mistakes people make is going in and out of a building phase. Uh, they eat enough for a few weeks, feel a little fluffy, and then go back into a calorie deficit just to quote unquote, clean things up a bit. And really what ends up happening is you just spin your wheels and you don't really make any real progress. Muscle takes time to build. And if you go in and out of a deficit, you can all but ensure you won't build any substantial amount of muscle. What, what happens here is again, you kind of like just are sending mixed signals to your body. It's like, okay, we're building up. Oh, just kidding. Now we're going to build that. Now we're going to be now we're going to break down, right? And so you, your body just kind of gets in this confused state and you never really maximize your muscle growth because of that. And one other thing too on this is I think you'll be making future fat loss phases tougher by doing this because you don't ever really get away from being in a calorie deficit. You're constantly in that calorie deficit. So we want to make sure we commit time to a building phase. And it can be hard because that's where it's like, you know, again, you're, you might not have your best physique, some people do just because they actually put on muscle and it really does change your physique. So this isn't everyone, but for a lot of people, you know, you're not going to have your most, you're obviously not going to have your most shredded look during this time. And so it can be a hard thing to commit to um, long-term. So I say 12 to six weeks as a minimum. Okay. Um, I think that that's bare bones um, for a building phase. I think most building phases should be much longer than this, you know, think more like six months plus on that. So really the key takeaway here is stop doing your building phases with one foot in one foot out. And that's essentially what you do when you go in and out of a calorie deficit. Um, again, anytime it's like, Oh, I see a little bit of body fat, or I feel a little fluffy today. All right. You know what? Maybe I need a cut for a couple of weeks and just get this little bit of body fat off. You're going to end up spinning your wheels. Don't do that. Uh, probably one of the most common mistakes uh, in building phases. So, so those first couple are more like kind of long-term things. So these next few here that I'm going to go over are going to be more like day-to-day -day type things that you need to do. So law three is you should go no longer than four to six hours without a lean source of protein. Uh, really any protein. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be lean, but I say that because it's probably what you want to get most of your protein from. So meal timing gets overplayed, but it also gets downplayed big time as well. Um, so in a fat loss phase, we're a little bit more lenient with how long you go without eating. So long as hunger is okay, right? You're not going like days or uh, super long periods of time without getting protein in. Um, so we can be a little bit more lenient there, right? But in a building phase, I think it's important that you avoid going long periods of time without getting protein in. For one, I think if you go long periods of time without eating in a building phase, you're going to risk under eating. And then two, you know, it's not going to maximize muscle growth. So this one's a little bit more like, okay, four to six hours is probably a good cutoff here. You don't necessarily have to eat every two to three hours. And, and again, if you do this one day where it's like, you don't get a protein for within four to six hours, it's okay. But again, you have to think the, the more often you do it, the 
the bigger it's going to uh, have an effect on muscle growth. Now, this doesn't mean you need to wake up in the middle of the night to get protein in, but when you are awake, you want to make sure you aren't going too long without getting protein in. I, I bring that up because I feel like some people would hear this and be like, oh, I got to wake up, set my alarm at 3 a.m. to get some protein in. No, you don't need to do that. That's a little ridiculous. You know, obviously sleep, you know, try to get protein somewhat close to bed and then try to get it somewhat close um, in the morning and then, you know, fill it in throughout the day. So to make this easier, pick a number of meals, you know, you can stick to each day, uh, you know, for building about four to six meals per day seem to be best. Anything less than four for building phase is going to be challenging in terms of hitting your protein goals and just getting in the, the, the food you need to get in as well. So plus I think I, I've talked a lot about this. It's important to have a set amount of meals per day as well, just be just from like a, um, adhered standpoint. Uh, I find that that gets a good foundation and baseline into your day. And then from there, it's like, again, you, you have that foundation and you know, like how many meals you need to eat. You have an idea of when those meals are going to be. And so you're not like guessing, right. I think you get in your, I think you get yourself in trouble, whether it's be fat loss, maintenance, building, whatever it may be. When one day you have three meals and the next day you have five and you have two, it's just, you're not, you're probably not going to be consistent with the amount of food you're eating when you are all over the place like that. Uh, so the next one is related to this. Um, so again, Law three was you should go no longer than four to six hours without a lean source of protein or with a protein serving. So the next one is, uh, again, meal timing. So law four, you must eat within two to three hours of your workouts. One of the main goals during building phase is to build muscle, right? We've talked about that multiple times today. This means training performance is very important. Uh, because of this, you need to make sure you're fueled for your training sessions and then recovered from your training sessions as well. A recent study showed that going into your training sessions hungry can hurt strength and muscle growth in your workout. So just going in hungry is probably going to have an effect on your uh, training. Again, you don't have to like slam a protein shake 30 minutes after your workout, but you do need to make sure that you don't go too long without eating around your workouts. And this can be, be before or after. Uh, the closer you eat to your workout before, the longer you can go after. So let's say you ate two to three hours before your workout then it becomes more important to eat soon after. Whereas if you ate an hour before you work out, you probably have a little bit more wiggle room post-workout to eat some food. Again, we just want to make sure we go long periods of time without uh, food in, uh, uh, around our workouts. And this is probably a more common mistake than you would think uh, for a lot of people, you know, they're, whether you do it before or after, you know, if you go super long before without eating, again, you're going to, it's going to hurt your strength and muscle growth in your workouts. You're probably not going to perform as well. And then afterwards, same thing, you know, your body is super sensitive during that time. And it's probably a good idea to make sure you do eat relatively soon after your workout. Um, again, this doesn't mean, Hey, you have to bring your Tupperware and protein shake to the gym and slam it before you leave. But again, you don't want to work out. And then three hours later, be like, Ooh, you know what? I need to eat. Probably not going to be great for building muscle. Um, Sam Miller brought this up in a zoom call basically, uh, recently. And basically what he was saying is like, you know, when you work out, you kind of dig a ditch in terms of, um, you know, recovery and building muscle. And if you don't eat in that post-workout meal or don't eat within that post-workout window, it's like, that's basically, you're going to you're going to, when you recover and then eat and whatnot, you're just going to get back to baseline. Whereas like, if you can eat, you're going to kind of fill that ditch. And then that's where you start. And that's how you kind of build muscle over time. So it's like, if you don't eat around your workouts, you're basically just going to kind of be spinning your wheels in the gym, right? Where it's just like, you're going in, you're breaking down and then you're just getting back to baseline. Whereas if you can go into the gym, you break down and then you eat, 
you're going to start at that baseline and then you start to uh, increase from there, right? So for online clients, we have them focus on meals that are moderate to high protein, moderate to high carbohydrates and lower in fat and fiber. And the reason we want to go lower in fat and fiber is uh, just because, uh, you know, it takes a little bit longer to get through your uh, belly and digest and whatnot. And that obviously isn't great for using energy during your workouts, but also um, it's just, you know, you have a little bit more food uh, sitting in your belly, which probably isn't great for, uh, you know, you just get that more, you just get fuller, you feel more full with that. And so um, again, probably not great. Again, we don't want to go into our training sessions hungry, but we also don't want to have like a ton of food in our, in our belly either. So that's where, that's why I like moderate high protein. You obviously you need that protein um, to help you recover from training. Um, but then moderate to high carbohydrate, you know, something that digests a little bit quicker uh, is always uh, going to be probably a little bit better uh, during this uh, time as well. So law five, you must track your training sessions. Uh, since building muscle is one of the main goals of the building phase. Again, I think I've said that every single time in each law, you must track your workouts. One of the fundamental principles of building muscle is progressive overload. Um, if you aren't doing more weight, more reps, or improving your technique over time, then you won't build muscle. So how do you know you how do you know how to progress if you aren't tracking your workouts? Uh, too many people don't track their workouts and they end up just spinning their wheels because they don't know what they did in previous workouts. So they never actually progressively overload. I mean, you probably can't remember a lot of things you did yesterday. So how the hell are you going to remember what you did a week ago on your uh, dumbbell lateral, lateral raises? I don't know why that's so hard to say, but could you get close to it? Yes. And that's probably good enough. But again, you're putting all this time into build. Why would you just settle for good enough, right? Um, like I said, I think you can get into the ballpark, but if you don't track, but what I think would happen is over time, you end up just kind of doing the same thing. And like maybe here or there you overload, but over time, I don't think that you're setting yourself up to overload. And again, you're, you're going to be leaving gains on the table um, the more often you do that. So it's super important that you... Uh, track your workouts. Um, for online clients, we have them track their sets, reps, and weight. Um, we will also have them take videos of their form from time to time to make sure their uh, technique is solid as well. So law six is you still must track things. Now this isn't uh, training. Obviously we just said, Hey, you need to make sure you track your training, but we're talking other things. So a lot of times clients think that since they aren't in a fat loss phase, they don't need to monitor things like body weight measurements, progress picks, et cetera. Um, or they don't track anything with their nutrition. Again, you don't have to track your calories, but you still should track something. So really what ends up happening if you don't track anything is you increase the risk of eating too much, which would be lead to fat gain or too little, no muscle gain in your building phases. Uh, the biggest reason people shy away from building phases is that they are scared to gain weight. So why would you not track to make sure you don't do that? And if you're going to be putting the time in, we want to make sure that you're setting yourself up to build muscle. And if you're losing weight, you're probably not building muscle. So for me, making sure I tracked my, I tracked during my most previous building phase was a game changer in regards to putting on muscle and limiting fat gain. Talked about that earlier. Um, tracking activity isn't as important, but you still should have like a baseline number of steps for overall health. Uh, and you also don't need to have a ton of activity each day, but you, but you should still aim for a minimum amount of steps each day so that this doesn't get too low. As I've said multiple times, sometimes reading through these blogs can be super helpful, super redundant there. So I'm going to take that out. Um, so like, for example, in my building phase, uh, this has actually changed a little bit. Well, but during my last building phase, I aimed for about 6K steps. I'm going to increase that. But again, just aiming for a minimum there, just because if you let your activity get too low during a building phase, like, yes, you think it would be better because it's going to help you get more, get you out of a calorie deficit, right? But the downside is that 
um, when we're less active, we just don't feel good, right? We're more prone to overeat. And uh, as far as insulin sensitivity goes, your body is not as insulin sensitive when you're super, um, when you're sedentary, I shouldn't say super, when you're just sedentary. So we want to make sure that we're still staying active for overall health during building phases. Okay. So with online clients, we make sure they still tracking important metrics during a building phase. These are going to be things like weight, progress picks, um, hunger, energy levels, digestion, sleep, stress, and training performance. Um, still super important to track all these things, right? Cause like, for example, if sleep is off, are you probably, are you, are you, you're probably not in the best uh, position to build muscle. Um, if energy levels suck, it's like, okay, something's going on Is sleep off. You know, again, that gets you to look into something else. If, if hunger's high, are you, are you building, are you in the best position to build muscle? Probably not. Again, if weight's trending down, you're probably not building muscle. So again, we want to make sure we're still tracking this biofeedback. So law seven, you can be more flexible with your nutrition choices. Um, since you aren't in a calorie deficit, you have more calories to work with because of this, you can be a bit more flexible with your food choices. If you want now, this doesn't mean you can eat what you want when you want and how much you want, but you can't be more flexible. Again, this is another benefit of taking a break from fat loss dieting. Uh, you, it's so easy to get a bunch of calories in, in today's environment. So it's again, so it's easy to, to overeat. So it, it's nice kind of having this flexibility because you, you can, you can enjoy a little bit more tasty food. And honestly, it's, it's recommended to do that during this phase because you have more calories to work with. Right. Right. So this can be a good time to get away from all or nothing thinking with food and you get to enjoy more food and how you can use it to fuel your body rather than always focusing on being restrictive around food. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the big thing there is it, you don't necessarily have to be more flexible, but I would use this time to be more flexible. You have, you have the option to do that. And so you might as well take advantage of it. And again, what this can do, at least this, this is how it works, helps me out. And I know this is helpful for a lot of other people too. You're more flexible during this phase. You kind of get your taste of that food. You're eating more food in general. So you like become less hungry overall because you're eating more food regularly. You don't realize like if you're always hungry, you're probably just under eating all the time. Right. And you're like probably super restrictive with your food choices. And so you just always think like, Oh, it'd be so amazing to just eat whatever I want when I want. And so like, this is a good phase to do that because you get to do that. You're eating more food. So you're not as hungry. And that's like food. You don't think about food as much because you're eating regularly. You're allowing yourself to eat more tasty foods. You almost get to the point where you're like, I honestly can't wait to do fat loss. And that should be how you feel when you do a building phase. But if you're going in and out of building phases, you, uh, or you're seeing your weight trend down during building phases, um, or you never do them, like you're not going to get to that point and you're just going to make fat loss tougher in the future. So again, this can be a good phase. It really sets you up for a successful fat loss phase in the future. And you're going to find that if you do these regularly, you do some of these things I talked about in here, fat loss is going to be easier every single time you do it. It's just literally just going to be kind of like, um, uh, it's just going to be a, an easy process, right? Uh, people, have trouble with fat loss because they're not set up for this. They're all either their, their bodies. They've always done fat loss. So their body, like, again, is super, um, resistant to that, right. It's adapted to that. So it's harder to lose weight, whatever it may be. Or you take somebody who, um, again, they've never run a building phase, you know, they're, or somebody who's overweight, like fat loss can be tough for them because, 
you know, they, their habits are off, right? Like they're not, they're not training to build muscle. They're not staying active. They're not doing some of these things in here. And so again, fat loss can be tough for them too, but uh, you know, we get you set up in the right place fat loss is going to be much easier in the future. So hopefully this helps you in your building phase. Um, if you have any questions regarding a building phase or how to set it up for you, you can always send me a message either uh, via email or on Instagram. Um, also, I think signing up for a one-on-one coaching program, where I will coach you to ensure you get the most out of your building phases. And again, over time, this will make fat loss easier. Uh, is also super important. I think having a coach during a building phase, especially if you've never done it, is super important. So um, again, I'll link that in the show notes. Uh, lastly, if you could leave a review of the podcast, if you listen to it, um, that's obviously going to help me grow it. And I could keep, you know, putting more time and effort into this and making it better over time. So if you could, uh, subscribe and write a nice little review and give us a rating, that would be awesome. Um, so that's it for this episode. If you guys have any questions, let me know. And I will chat with you next week. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.